Hey, Mind Pump listeners, go to mindpumpradio.com where you can check out the MAPS Anabolic Workout Program and the Nutrition Survival Guide, both available at a massive discount. Mindpumpradio.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, welcome to Mind Pump. This is the fitness show with a heart. Oh, stop it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Does that I'm make you uncomfortable? No, I just want no. something like funnier. Yeah. That was yeah, I don't weird. Like I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like it to get sensitive. I like when you do things like cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like my estrogen levels just like rise up there. Where'd I get heart? Where'd yeah. Just, Where'd you go, Sal? There goes another Sal, 500, 500 listeners. All uh, right. So I'm. Uh, this is Sal Stefano. I'm here with Adam Schaefer. Woo, woo. And Justin Andrews. Um, yeah, I'm here. Here, he's here. I want to talk about now. Here's this is a, a good subject because more recently we've talked about this in a, a in previous episode. Uh, we talked about how the government was reversing or getting ready to reverse its stance on cholesterol or dietary cholesterol. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I predict, maybe not now, but in the future, in the near future, that they will also uh, reverse what they've said about saturated fat. Yeah, about you know how it's bad for you in relation to like omega six, like vegetable oils and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because look at the difference between yeah, because for the longest time, what have we been told about saturated fats? Well, I mean, let's be honest; it's so closely related to the cholesterol thing too. And what we have found it's it's the living in a surplus for a long period of time that's going to put all this bad weight. It's all the bad weight that's starting to clog arteries and do things like that. It's not the things that are in the food. If you eat anything in in moderation or living in a deficit. That stuff is getting utilized. That's it's getting a lot out. of it. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a lot of it's go and all the the positive things like you. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna get nerdy and and label them all off for saturated fat, but all these things without mm-hmm. even you going off, I can tell you right now there there's a lot of benefits from saturated fats that we that we get, and it's something that you wouldn't want to cut out of your diet. So it needs to be in your diet. It's just that you got to be careful because it's dense. You know, it's a lot of calories. So well, obviously, if you sat down and ate bacon and ribeye steaks all day long, like you get to your your over you go over your surplus. Really well, dude. Fast. So for the longest time. And I'm going to go into that, by the way, what you just said. But for the longest time, we've heard that they're, first of all, fat is bad. And then it changed. And then they said there's good fats and bad fats. Yeah. Right. But, and which is true. There are bad fats. There are bad fats. However, it's not the ones that they're they're saying. Because what do they say that are bad fats? Saturated. Saturated. And they say the good fats are olive oil. Yeah. Monosaturated, polyunsaturated fats are good. And saturated fats are bad. Right. And at the moment, the uh, official guideline is that you consume less than 10% of your diet. Uh, uh, excuse me, less than 10% of your fats should be saturated, Mm -hmm. is what they're saying. But some more recent studies have just come out that have completely blown that out of the fucking water. Completely blown it out of the water. I've got some written down here I want to kind of go over a little bit. Um, Well, first and foremost, with when it comes to saturated fat, they've uh, better studies have come out, and they've done these huge metadata studies, which are basically where they compile all these studies together done on saturated fat, they tease out the controls and they analyze all of them. So these these huge metadata studies are awesome to look at because they 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 look at so many different studies. And so a lot of times you get you you get the the truth um, out of that easier than you would with an individual study that maybe mess, missed a control or maybe had a small sample size, for example. And what they found was that saturated fat intake um, was not connected to heart disease mm. at all. 
Oh wow! Yeah, it was not. Yeah, they had to retract that. I read that in another study. Yeah, they, it was. It was. Re- oh, you know, uh, before we keep go on, we should kind of talk about what a saturated fat is. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so saturated fats are found mostly in animal proteins, yeah, mostly animal related. Animal. Um, you can get them vegetable sources. Coconut um, oil, palm oil has saturated fats. A saturated fat is a fat that um, contains uh, saturated fatty acids, which basically mean it's got no double bonds. Um, and uh, it's saturated with hydrogen atoms, so there's nothing available. Um, uh, basically, it's just it's full of hydrogen atoms. So that's what a saturated fat is. Uh, so enough of that that extremely nerdy stuff. Um, there were studies in the past that were really bad studies that showed that saturated fats um, were bad for you. However, um, I'm going to go over some of those. So uh, there was a study where, the, and a lot of these were animal studies, and um, they used rabbits for whatever reason. Because <laughs> we're so much mm. like rabbits, right? Yeah. Ra- rabbits are herbivores. What do you think is going to happen if you take a plant-eating animal and you right. feed them a shitload of saturated fat and cholesterol? <laughs> right? Something bad. That's why happen. I love all these old studies back then. Because you know why, dude? People just got to understand this, like especially studies back then. So many of them were were written and geared to be biased for a reason. There was a desired outcome of that study. They wanted to show you that it looked bad because guess what? Whoever was having that study paid for more than likely was tied to somewhere that was making money off this new campaign that we were about to about to do with saturated fats. Mm-hmm. Do not be fooled, people. Uh, well, check this out. So you're gonna love this. So I've, I was doing a lot of research on this subject. Um, so it's a subject that I find very, I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And there's a few studies that indicate a correlation. Which, by the way, correlation does not mean causation. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if it, every time it rains, the 49ers tend to win. For example, this is not true, but I'm just saying that doesn't mean that the rain is is uh, uh, somehow making them win directly affecting it, right? Or if it rains somewhere else, or for example, when uh, you know, um, every time I wash my car, it rains. That doesn't mean I'm causing it to rain. It's just a correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't even mean it doesn't mean they're connected. But anyhow, when they find the few studies that do show a correlation between reducing your fat intake and coronary, and reducing coronary heart disease, first and foremost, the reduction is very small. Um, however, they don't ever make it sound like it's small. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have a 1% chance of dying um, from doing something, and then you change that to doing something else, and now you have a 2% chance. There's two ways I could say uh, I could talk about that. One is doing this new thing will increase your chance of death by 1%. The other way is by saying it doubles the risk. (laughs) Sounds crazier, right? Sounds crazier. So a lot of these studies will do that. So it'll be like a 2% difference and they'll say, oh, it's 20% more, which sounds a lot, but it's it's really not. However, when you look at these studies, they don't tell you the full story. And what you find is that these low-fat diets, even in these studies that show a small correlation between lower fat intake and um, uh, better heart health, also have an increase, you're going to love this, in deaths from cancer. Oh, brain hemorrhages, suicide, and violent deaths. So, so if if you actually look at overall mortality, you actually live longer. In, in most of these studies, show that you live longer if you eat more fats. Oh, Isn't man. that great? Oh, that's great. I, I love Such that. A crazy, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. So contradiction. Um, so in 2012, researchers at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology they looked at the health and lifestyle habits of more than 52,000 adults between 20 and 74. So um, this is um, a huge study, huge sample size. 
And what they found was there's our there's our uh, our mascot. <laughs> and this has to do with cholesterol. What they found was that women with high cholesterol, which is higher than 270 milligrams per you know in terms of blood cholesterol. Yeah. Which by the way, anything over 200, a doctor will usually try and prescribe uh, a drug to you to lower it. Right. So that's high cholesterol. Mm. They had a 28 percent lower mortality risk than women with low cholesterol. Oh wow. wow! So that there, there's your cholesterol run right there. Um, in the 2000, in 2013, there's a, a prominent London car, uh, cardiologist. His na- uh, name is Asim um, Malhorta, and they, he argued in the British, British uh, Medical Journal that you should ignore the advice to reduce saturated fat intake because he says it's actually increasing your risk for obesity and heart disease. And they did do a massive study, and you were talking about how excess calories make you fat, which is true. However, calories are not. Uh, all equal and we're discovering that more and more calories not a calorie is not a calorie no and they take these huge studies where they take two groups of people and they say okay we don't want you to watch your calories but we what we want to do with this group is you eat a low fat diet and this group over here we want you to eat a low carb diet and then they follow them for like five years Hmm. the low carb diet uh people always lose more weight and have better markers of health Mm -hmm. all the way around yeah and if you look at like american history um, when we went on our low-fat craze, uh, which kind of kicked off in the 60s, 70s, and really got popular in the 80s, um, what happened to obesity and heart disease in America? Oh, jacked up, man. Exploded. Exploded. Yeah. Well, to me, it's kind of obvious with that one, too, that when you think about it, if you're low-carb, and this is where the calories, not a calories, a calories. Right. Uh, when you're taking in carbohydrates, it, it, it's going to directly affect your blood sugar levels. And when it affects your blood sugar levels, now you're messing with insulin. And when insulin's present in the body, it puts you in a state of storing. So your body is primed for storing. So let's say you weren't on a, a, a high, you're on the low fat diet, but you're on the high carb meal. Well, high carb shoots your blood sugar out, then your insulin. So then your body, even though you might be eating within the same calories, but your body is primed to store now. It's ready to store where the the flip is true on the people with, that are in the high the high fats, high fats and low carb. They're low carbs, so they're keeping their blood sugar levels significantly low. So even though when they go to eat this steak and they had previously just ate maybe you know a half hour before that, their levels are not as elevated as somebody who mm-hmm. just slammed you know 400 calories worth of carbohydrates. Well, what's, so that's exactly what they're finding is it's these excess carbohydrates, these processed carbohydrates. And by the way, there are fats that are bad for you. It's the well, I was going to kind of mention, yeah, oh, perfect. As far as like the 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 vegetable oils and why why that really is bad for you and why you know these these types of fats are something to really be the ones to consider eliminating. Well, so. there's it's the high it's the highly processed vegetable oils like corn oil, canola corn, oil, cotton has seeds, no business flour. in your yeah. diet. No, no business. There's no reason well, even to have that shit. You can anything no. you can do with they that. They have to do. they have to heat it to extreme temperatures just to extract the oil from it to begin with, and that's what makes right? it bad. And then they then they have to bleach it. They have to degum it. They have to you know strip it of all these things just to get that clarity in the oil. And what are you left with at that point? Right. Yeah. You're, if, you're, if you want, it's not natural. If you want to consume vegetable fats, um, then they need to be available in natural form, like olive oil. So, like if you take an olive and squeeze it, oil comes out. Uh, coconut oil, very healthy. Palm oil, very healthy. Those mm. are both saturated fats, by the way. You know, uh, fats and avocados and nuts and whatnot. Those are all healthy. But what I was going to say is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Sweden, the country of Sweden, officially changed its national guidelines for diet. They now recommend a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet. This is their national guideline because awesome. they, they found that the other way around was causing more illness, more death, more cancer, more mortality. So they're saying, no, eat butter, eat red meat, eat 
your heavy creams. You know, eat the fatty foods. Don't eat lots of the starches, uh, lots of the processed foods, lots of those types of things. Well, they're far- I'm sure their farming industry is a little different than ours out here too. Oh, we have a huge right? wheat industry. It's and, just yeah. yeah, yeah, subsidized programs here that are just killing our our health. Massive, massive. Well, that's, and that's and that's the reason why it, you know it goes back to what we said earlier about how you guys are going to get misinformation forever. That's mm-hmm. never going yeah, away. That's just that's no the one's fight gonna, that we're always going to. It's just, it's fight. What, what's what we're all about and why we do what we do right now is that we're just here to, to, to yell the truth. And I, let me make this clear too. I, Sal is talking about, we're, and we're all agreeing on this too, how important saturated fat is in diet. This doesn't mean that we're telling you go have five meals uh, tomorrow that are all steak with butter on top of it because, you know, technically those things are really good for you because that's not an ideal because going back to your being in a calorie surplus, you're not, you, you also want to balance and live in a deficit. And yeah. A, you don't, you don't want to overdo it. So, yeah, but anything in excess is not going to be a good idea. Right, water. You, Even water, broccoli. Yeah, you need water. Well, guess what happens if you drink too much water, you die. Yeah, you die. Dry, your cells will drown. That's and, a fact. And also, you strip out iodine. Also, don't be don't be fooled too by we were saying saturated fats are good. So then, if you flip like a uh, flip a Big Mac burger around and you see that it's high in saturated fat, that's not what we're talking about either. Because there's a bunch of shit that's also inside. Yeah, that, it, that it's kinda, the processed and the preservatives yeah. and oh my god, yes. whatever the fuck else that they yeah. made in the lab. If you get your saturated fat from like you know grass fed beef, there um, you, you know whole eggs, there it is. From you know whole dairy, but you know um, it's the corn fed. That's really that's an issue man yeah it changes the fatty acid these, profiles they get sick you know they have to pump them with antibiotics just to keep them healthy they put them all together i mean it's it's all part of the this in, industrial kind of complex well so so i've been experimenting with this and for those of you that follow me on instagram you've, you've seen i've made a few posts about this but you guys know what i've been doing with my diet lately. yeah yeah so for the past i'd say three four weeks um, you know, the whole cholesterol thing came out. And so uh, I started doing more research. I found, I, I read these studies that showed that, cho- that cholesterol intake increases athletic performance and health. So I dramatically bumped up my cholesterol intake and I changed and I, I'm eating much more uh, saturated fats than I normally do. Now, my calories aren't really that different. But the breakdown but you're is alternating different. that though, right? You're not you're doing it like three times a week. Well, so here's what I'm doing. So, um, so I'm making sure to have uh, at least you know 600 to 700 milligrams of cholesterol every day. But there are days which much higher, mm-hmm. and there are a couple days where it's where it's lower than that. So I've increased my cholesterol, increased my saturated fat. Holy shit, <laughs> stronger! I'm building more muscle. Um, I'm in the gym. I'm working out. I worked out with uh, the producer Doug the other day, and we hadn't worked out for about two weeks. And um, he's like, dude, you look, you look crazy. Like you look bigger, and you're the same. You're just as lean as you were before. Um, and it's it's all from that. That's all I did was increase, do those two things. Um, here's something else I discovered: uh, eggs. Um, eggs. I I typically couldn't eat many of them because uh, they would bother me. They bother my stomach. I'd have almost like an intolerance to them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the egg whites that I have an intolerance to. So I eat just the yolk. No problem whatsoever, and and that's huh. actually where all the good stuff is anyway. But that's not, I mean, that's not everybody. That's just your own bio. That's just me, right? yeah. yeah. So so, and what's funny is I, I I did a little more research, and they actually recommend egg yolks and raw egg yolks to people with um, gut issues. Uh huh. Because it's very very easy to digest, apparently. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that have digestive issues, um, egg yolks are uh, fantastic, and they give you. All of your, they give you a good amount of certain fat soluble vitamins, which if you have gut issues, you probably have an issue absorbing anyway. Right. Um, so it's a good idea to do, to do that. Now that all being said, there's very there's a lot of healthy ways to eat because, um, like we've talked about in previous episodes about these blue zones uh, where people live to a hundred and beyond. Mm-hmm. There's some of these cultures that are vegetarian. Yeah. Um, and so there isn't. I'm not saying that this is the only best way to do it. 
Um, I think the uh, I think if you're going to go with natural whole foods and you're not going to overeat, you kind of can't go wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're vegetarian or whether you eat lots and of... And then just make sure you, you manage the prep of it, right? Yes. And yeah. Watch all that oil and everything added added in. Well, and this is the reason why, too, why it, our workout programs, our, our nutrition guides, or we refer to them as guides and phases. Right. You know, it's not, this is the answer, it's like a, this it's is like the way... find your is, own path. Yeah. This yeah. is a guide to teach you how to do these steps. And that was the whole idea behind that. Why That's right. also why, too, you guys don't hear us talk a lot about that, because we, we didn't do it to push it and, and be that way. We did it to help, for those that ask. When you ask and you need help mm-hmm. and guidance and, and learning how to pick foods right, or you need the right steps, how you should start to build a training program, right. like that's that's why these phases and these guys were built. Yeah, so. You have to establish a you know a, a decent knowledge of what you're doing, and then that way you can apply it, and then you're going to have a healthier relationship with food, mm-hmm. which is then going to help you to then expand on that. So now we talk about these other concepts uh, that might be a little more advanced, but guess what? If you go through the process and you understand on a very basic level how to approach nutrition correctly, then guess what? You know, you can you can experiment more in the future. Now, th- now those of you who are listening who do eat uh, meat and have no problem with animal products, you can experiment with this. Um, mm-hmm. um, as long as, you know, you don't have, there's, there are certain medical conditions and they're not very common, they're quite rare, um, where you do have to watch, you know, things like saturated fat and um, cholesterol, but most of us are okay with it. Um, increase your cholesterol intake and watch how um, your performance increases. And, in, and of course, increase it from things like organ meats and egg yolks. Those are probably the best sources. But I'm going to talk about one more study. This was, a, this, this was a study that kind of blew me away. So researchers from AM University um, took three groups of healthy uh, individuals between 50 and 69, and they went through 12 weeks of resistance training. So an older age group mm-hmm. who went through about 12 weeks of exercise. One group ate less than 200 milligrams of cholesterol a day, which is which was the old recommendation. Okay. Um, the other group, another group, ate 400 milligrams, and then the third group ate 800 milligrams of cholesterol a day. The high cholesterol group gained 250 percent more strength than the low cholesterol. 250 percent more strength. Holy they gained, shit! They gained more than double the amount of strength than the low cholesterol. So the people who ate 200 milligrams had less than half the strength gains than the ones eating 800 milligrams. So crazy. And all health, by the way, they were testing in, you know other health parameters. And not only was their diet, their blood cholesterol not really affected, their good cholesterol went up, the people who ate the most cholesterol. Wow. And they they crushed them. Um, reading that study, I read some uh, some more interesting information that I did not even know. This is uh, this is what I love doing about this, is it leads me down this web of like information. Yeah. I start reading, <laughs> you know, learning more. in the box, huh? So did you know that there's research that shows after an intense workout, your blood cholesterols uh, immediately drop. And then as you eat cholesterol, they come back up to normal. So it's like your body's utilizing that cholesterol. And it is cholesterol is important in making hormones, but it's also important in um, getting cells to adapt. Hmm. And so right after a workout, cholesterol will drop immediately. And if you eat cholesterol throughout the day, this helps the recovery process. With that other study that I just had quoted, um, I forgot to tell you guys, those three groups ate the same calories. Oh, wow. They all ate the same calories. The weight, the muscle gain group, excuse me, the muscle gain on them wasn't really that different. However, the strength was much higher. So the researchers basically concluded that it was that most of the strength gains came from the central nervous system adaptation. Hmm. So if you're a strength athlete or you're in a weight class and you can't go up in a weight class, don't increase your calories, bump up your cholesterol. And you just get stronger wow. because your central nervous system is going to be firing that much harder. See, remember, this is what I told you guys. I told these guys when we first started doing it, I would love to, for us to get some young athlete 
like up and coming and like just teach him nutrition and, and, and train him from the, like early in his career. Like I don't, so if you're listening to this and you're like 25 roads too late, sorry, <laughs> I don't want you. I want a young, young kid, I want a young ambitious, like high school kid. Who's like really like wrestling or MMA or something yeah. like that. Right. And, and teach him how to, how to diet correctly and take care of his flexibility. And use some of these things. Oh yeah. And train him like from ground up. Ugh. Oh, I, w- I would love it. And, and, you know, speaking of, you know, as we're talking about this, uh, you know, I know Justin, you're a big fan. Like I am of the old time weightlifters old and strongman stuff. Yeah, exactly. What did they all tell you to eat? Uh, and all those liver old and cholesterol, right? lots of liver and eggs and heavy yeah. cream and cream. Yeah. What people don't realize is when you look at some of these old-time uh, strongmen, people like Arthur Saxon and Eugene Sandow, a lot of these guys were doing crazy strength feats into their 50s and 60s. So so awesome. Dude. It wasn't just in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. And they were eating like all these heavy... Because yeah, it lasts, man. The strength yeah. was, was there for a long period of time. And I think uh, you know now that we've changed the way people eat, you're starting to notice more of a decline in people as they age. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking they probably need to eat more of those more of those foods. I mean, yeah, it's starting to look that way, huh? Yeah. So those old timers kind of I think they knew a lot of what they were talking about. And like yeah. I said, I noticed a big difference myself. Yeah, I mean their physique obviously is, were different, but I think that you know they definitely had something right. If well, they're gonna lift that much weight. Well, and they sustain looked. In, it. They looked impressive, and this was pre. Forget steroids. This was pre creatine. Right. There was no protein powders. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like they just ate food and lifted yeah, weights. Food and, and, <laughs> and did pick what something worked. heavy like, up. You, you got me all excited to do it, and, I, and you were asking me the other day, like, you need to do this, you need to start this. I have a plan already, and I'll tell you what I'm gonna do because uh, this is for me. Like, I have my meals that I like to eat before my workout. And I've tested so many different meals, like so. My pre-workout meal, in a sense, uh, that I eat at my breakfast spot is my, you know, six to seven ounce steak. Um, I've got uh, four or two slices of wheat toast, a small bowl of fruit, and then uh, egg whites uh, that I eat every single morning before I go lift. And what I'm going to do, because now I'm in in, uh, like contest prep, when I get done with a show, it's perfect because I'm completely cleaned out. I've been very structured and Mm -hmm. systematic about what I'm eating and everything like that. Then the way I'm going to reverse diet out, I'm going to increase my only my calories through cholesterol. Yeah, so cholesterol is in those saturated fats. Yes, so that's how, I'm, and that's going to, I know what it feels like to come out of a show. I know what it feels like to come out of a show, either going 100% clean, going to all kinds of food, but I'm going to just, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to inch it up by just solely using saturated fats, cholesterol, and see how I feel. Oh, so yeah, it'll be awesome. And pairing that with the fact that I already know that coming off of that, like... You're already anabolic. Yeah, I already feel anabolic. That. I'm pretty excited to, to think, like, the possibilities where it could be, you know, hopefully hopefully, it, it, I get the same effect that you get from, you got from it. Um, in addition to already feeling anabolic, I, that's I'm pretty pumped to well, get to that point. It, it, you know, as far... You talked about the whole wheat toast. As far as carbs is concerned, uh, I've always told clients this. I've always said your carbs should match your activity. So, mm-hmm. um, and for most of you, you're not, that, you're not that active. Even if you go lift weights at the gym three days a week. No, yeah. not you, at all. You probably don't really need... a really small window of your day. Yeah, you don't need tons... Hey. You don't need tons of carbs. Now, if you go no carbs or super low carbs, you will experience a drop in athletic performance. So, when I say low carb, you know, I'm talking... You know, like I said, matches your activity level. Now, I probably average around 200 grams a day, which isn't a lot, but it's also not nothing. Um, and so I think if you match your activity level with your car or your carbs, to your activity level, then you're going to be going to be okay. If you're an endurance athlete, you're obviously going to need more, mm-hmm. more of those carbohydrates. So oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically that's it. If you know, do your own research, look it up yourself guys. Yeah. Check um, it out. They're about breaking stuff, man. They're about to change their policy on car on, on cholesterols and saturated fats are next. Uh, mark my words. You'll see. Well, this it. is what nutrition guide number two or three that you're working on right now with all that. So and that'll come it. out later. So yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to break we're it down. We're crafting baby. Thank you for listening to mind pump. 
For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.